Well, it looks like the Big Ten may finally be coming to an agreement on the message going forward on expansion. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, you're tuned into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's program, it's been the question around college sports for a long time now. And we don't know what's coming next, but it looks like as far as expansion goes, the Big Ten could be coming to at least an agreement on what the message is going forward likely a result of the new commissioner coming in and putting his foot down. We'll get to that here right now. Later on in the program, we're going to talk about some of the revenue numbers that came out for the 2022 fiscal year. And with the Big Ten on top already, what does it mean for the future as that number is expected to grow and the gap to become bigger? We'll talk about all that in just a minute, but let's get into the talk about what's going on with expansion here on Locked On Big Ten. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Be sure to check us out. Become one of our everydayers where you stay up to date on everything you need to know on both your school and, of course, everything here on Locked On Big Ten. So let's dive into the latest in expansion talk, and it comes out of the mouth of Northwestern President Ted Carter. Carter was in an interview, or I'm actually not sure what it was, press conference or something like that. The reporting comes from Ted Tom Chattel on Nebraska President Ted Carpenter. Where Car- or, okay, names I need to fix. Tom Chattel, the reporter, Ted Carter, not Carpenter, the president of Nebraska. Either way, it was Carter who was quoted saying, quote, I think over the next year, there's going to be a lot of big changes that are going to happen. Two teams that move from one of the Power Five conferences that can cause things to unravel. There's a domino effect. One team leaves the ACC. It has a domino effect. Same with the Pac-12. So Nebraska president... Ted Carter, I'm going to mess up this name the entire segment now, I know it. Ted Carter goes and he says that, well, first off, he doesn't know if there's going to be big changes right away. That maybe there's some minor things that go on at least in the immediate future, but makes it clear here in this quote that over the next few years and in recent time, he expects there to be more changes in college sports and presumably changes in the Big Ten as a result. Now, the point he makes is a lot of what I have been saying is likely where the Big Ten stands right now, and where I have put in my head is probably where the Big Ten should be right now, which is a position of we're not going to go ahead and do anything too hastily here, potentially make the wrong choice in adding schools. But however, we are going to be ready to pounce if we have to add schools, for instance, if the ACC happens to break apart into two, or if the Pac-12 can't get its media rights deal and breaks open into however many fractions it's going to be. If that ends up being the case, the Big Ten has started to make it known that, hey, we are ready for that change, but we are not going to be the ones who necessarily make that change or put those wheels into motion. So what Nebraska's AD or what Nebraska's president is saying here is that yes, the Big Ten is going to be making moves. 
I think that's obvious. And if you ask me, me being the Nebraska president, Tom Ted Carter, it looks like he wants it sooner rather than later. But I think this is all part of a collective message that's being put together by Tony Petiti as the new commissioner of this conference. It's that we are ready for expansion again, but we are not going to make it happen just because it is the thing that's happening right now. If the right move comes across, we'll do it. If it comes a time where Oregon and Washington are going to come to the Big Ten, we'll have them already cleared and vetted and ready to go. But that's what I've seen over these last few weeks. Where previously I saw confusion, I'm starting to get a little bit more clarity now as to, at the very least, what the Big Ten's message on expansion is going to be, which is one of preparedness, but not necessarily proactivity. The Big Ten is going to become a super conference at some point. I think that is where people, at least within the conference, are starting to see the writing on the wall. That's where this thing is heading, adding a few more teams with really, really big names. But how quickly that happens and how exactly that happens is what's still up for debate. I do believe that Petiti, at the very least, though, is starting to get the Big Ten schools into accordance, to start to line up together and say, okay, if even we don't agree on everything, we can't keep out in public disagreeing and confusing people on what exactly the Big Ten's going to do. Because that's the kind of stuff that gets people thinking that maybe this to be super conference isn't nearly as super as we thought it once was. So if you're asking me, I still think the smarter move is to sit things out right now. Just because you won't make, of course, that mistake that you potentially could by adding the wrong schools, whatever schools those may be. And at the same time, I believe the Big Ten can win a competition with the SEC if it comes down to that. If it comes down to there are a whole bunch of schools available and the Big Ten and SEC want both of one school, let's say, if it's that school's decision where it wants to go, I think that the Big Ten is in a pretty good spot right now to be able to say, yeah, I think we would be able to beat out the SEC if push came to shove. Now, again, that situation changes if things start to fall apart or anything like that, but the Big Ten, at least right now, by saying things like this, is saying, yes, we want expansion. We know more expansion is coming. But at the same time, a guy like Ted Carter here is being very careful and making it very clear that that doesn't mean that expansion is coming in the immediate future. But he is in full support of whatever that expansion is, which, of course, I think as a conference, everyone is in support of. There's just been some confusion in the messaging as to how supportive that is and when that transition should occur. We'll talk more about this, of course, as more and more news comes out, I'm assuming by the end of the week, honestly, with how much expansion news there seems to be floating around all over the place with all the media rights deals that go inside, hand in hand with it. But again, another day for that conversation. Let's talk a little bit more about the money, though. When we come back here on Locked On Big Ten, the Big Ten is already making more money per school and in total than any other conference in the country. So what happens when that number gets even bigger? We'll discuss that here in just a minute on Locked On Big Ten. Before we get into any of that, though, if you are looking to get into a delicious snack that fills you up without filling up your calorie budget for the day, you can get it over at Built.com, where Built Bar 
is the biggest thing that we've had on Locked On podcasts for a while because our hosts have been eating them for a long, long time. And they could be the next big thing in your diet and daily routine as well. Built Bar is 130 calories of really, really good tasting stuff that looks and tastes like a candy bar with 100% chocolate wrapped around them, getting you 17 carbs of 17 grams of protein with less than four grams of carbs and sugars as well. It's everything that you want without any of the stuff that you don't, and you can get it over at Built.com, where they're coming out with new flavors all the time for you to try out and become a staple of your day, hopefully. Built.com is the place to go online, or they're available at your local Sam's Club or Walmart now, too. So head on over to Walmart, Sam's Club, or your computer, and Built.com is the place to go to make sure that you have your hands on the best-tasting protein bar out there, Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes, looks, and pretty much is a candy bar, except for when you turn the back and see how good it is for you. All right, let's talk more about what's going on in the money in the Big Ten, because expansion is about the money, right? Schools are going different places because they want to be able to get a bigger slice of the pie. And right now, the Big Ten is getting the biggest slice of it. Revenue reports are out from USA Today on the 2022 fiscal year. And as a whole, the Big Ten conference beat out every single conference in the country as far as how much money it gets as a whole, but also how much money it's getting per school. 11 of the 14 schools in the Big Ten receiving $58.8 million per school. The three latest editions don't get all of that money uh, because they were brought in after the Big Ten network was put in. That's logistical stuff, but the number is $58.8 million per school for the Big Ten. The SEC is next best at just barely or actually just barely missing, not even hitting, $50 million per year. That's a significant gap right now already between the Big Ten and the SEC. And that gap's going to get even bigger as this new media rights deal kicks in. So the question becomes, with all the extra money, what does the Big Ten do with it? Well, for starters, this advantage that the Big Ten has is one that would suggest you should be a little bit proactive here when it comes to the expansion kind of stuff. Going against what I just talked about before, I am still in favor of, hey, let's kind of wait back and be responsive if something else happens or wait for the right opportunity to come along. But there is definitely an argument to be made for the time is now argument of, hey, the Big Ten right now has a whole lot more money than everybody else. It is, over the course of the next few years at the very least, going to have a whole lot more money than everybody else by a big, big margin. Why wouldn't now be the time to try and cash in on that, turn your money into more money, make this investment pay off, and try to get as much as you can right now, whether it be schools or facilities or anything else? Spend the money that you have while you have the advantage and try and make it into a bigger advantage with exponential growth? And that's a good argument. It's an argument that I'm sure a whole lot of people are making right now. Get on top or do the most to stay on top while you are on top. And at the moment, the Big Ten is on top. But at the same time, what I think this advantage gives the Big Ten is the luxury to be able to wait. Because yes, 
Right now, the Big Ten could go to any of these schools that are looking at either a media rights deal that's up in the air or trying to get out of a media rights deal on either coast. And they could show them the numbers and say, hey, notice how we're making a whole lot more money than you guys? And that money is going to become even bigger and bigger as the time goes on. Maybe you should hop on the Big Ten train before it's too late. And I'm sure there would be plenty of schools who would be able to get right on that momentum and hop on the Big Ten train as prompted. However, at the same time, while I think that may be a good move to make, maybe the smarter move is to wait still. Because with this advantage, I think the Big Ten gets itself that leverage over the SEC, but it also buys itself the luxury of being patient. Because let's say the Big Ten doesn't make some sort of move to initiate things here. For instance, let's just go to the Pac-12. If the Big Ten really wanted to, they could say, hey, Oregon, Washington, we want you right now. We'll figure out whatever the money is. Do the USC, UCLA thing. Get over here. That could happen. And to be quite honest, if the Big Ten wanted to force the hand, it would probably work. But at the same time, what's the hurt in waiting? We talked about it before. If the Pac-12's media rights deal just doesn't happen, those two schools become a whole lot cheaper. But at the same time, even if they don't, and let's say there's just some scenario where Oregon and Washington are out there on the market. Uh, Whatever happens, the Pac-12 falls apart, the four-corner school goes somewhere else, and everybody else is looking for somewhere to go. Then you have Oregon and Washington kind of just sitting there. And let's say, again, hypotheticals here. I'm not actually taking into account every individual situation. But let's say, hypothetically, both the Big Ten and the SEC want those two schools. Would you not pick the Big Ten? Let's forget about even just location, the fact that the Big Ten is technically closer in this case. Would you not pick the Big Ten just solely because of the money? If you're on the other coast, Clemson, Florida State, Miami and you're able to get out of your media rights deal. All of a sudden, the SEC and the Big Ten want both of your schools. Why wouldn't you pick the school that gives you the most money? Why wouldn't you pick the Big Ten in this case? A Big Ten that, by the way, also in this scenario, if you're just talking about football, people are still considering the Big Ten an easier conference to win in, too, right? So you have a better opportunity to win, according to people, and a better opportunity to make money, according to the facts, Big Ten's the better option, right? And that's not something that's going to go away over the next couple of years. So yes, this money coming in right now may have you instinctually jumping to the conclusion that, oh, well, we need to take advantage of this to try and get ahead of the SEC. I would argue that the Big Ten maybe have already done the hard work in getting ahead of the SEC in this regard. And now it can just sit back and wait for the perfect opportunities as they present themselves the rest of the way. Because let's face it, who who else is really, really worried right now? Or isn't really, really worried right now? And able to relax in the way the Big Ten is. Pac-12's panicking. ACC's panicking. Big 12's panicking. SEC feels good too, of course. But I feel like they may be a little bit worried about losing that grip on number one. Nobody has a better situation than the Big Ten at the moment. And while, yes, laying back is the easy way to get past, tortoise in the hair, it's also an easy way to make a mistake if you spend that money too quickly. And that mistake could be a lot more costly than what the potential money lost by waiting is. So if you ask me, yes, there's plenty of reason to believe that this money is going to allow the Big Ten to do a whole lot more, a whole lot more quickly, 
But for me, the biggest win that the conference gets here is the luxury of not having to do any of that, of allowing the opportunities to come to you instead of feeling like you need to go out and get to the top. Big Ten is already on top and isn't going to be bumped off anytime soon, at least when it comes to the money. Let's wrap things up here on Locked On Big Ten by getting you all of the news from around the conference that you may have missed, including the Big Ten baseball bracket has been set. Eight teams in the Big Ten baseball tournament, so no buys to tell you about, but the top four seeds are one Maryland, two Indiana, three Iowa, and four Nebraska. It's a double elimination tournament, so you can still lose and have a chance to win the Big Ten. In softball, Nebraska has won its regional by beating Miami of Ohio 5-4 in the NCAA tournament. It will move on to the Super Regional in Tuscaloosa and face off against Alabama for a best-of-three set this weekend. In men's tennis, Ohio State made it all the way to the national championship match and then fell to a team it beat twice earlier in the season in Virginia. Ohio State loses 4-0 in the final and finishes as the country's runner-up. In other softball action, Iowa has won the NISC championship. It's one of the lower-level postseason tournaments for softball teams, but Iowa has taken home the trophy there. And finally, Michigan State and Northwestern Women's Golf both missed the cut for the NCAA Women's Golf Championships as a team. Michigan State's Katie Liu is still playing here today as an individual for the Spartans. Let's look around everything that's going on here today in Big Ten News. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to talk more about recruiting here. We'll have Brian Smith back on to give you all of the latest in what's going on in Big Ten recruiting. And throughout the week, we'll continue our spring recaps as well, too. Going to get Jacob Rude in from Locked On Hoosiers here over the next couple of days to get you our Indiana recap of what happened in the spring months on the gridiron. That's coming up here as we continue along to give you everything you need to know on Locked On Big Ten every weekday. Be sure to check back in tomorrow. Become one of our everydayers so you always know what I'm talking about here on the show. All those times I say we talked about it before, you're an everydayer you know what we talked about. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever it is you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter too. You can give us a follow at Locked On Big Ten as the handle for all of those platforms. One zero when you're typing it out at the end, the numbers, not T-E-N, spelling it out on your keyboard. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. We'll talk to you tomorrow.